This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network, coming at you like Reverend Oral Roberts of Golden Eagle Broadcasting Network. He is Larry Granville Os. He is Larry Granville Olson, and I am Andrew Razorback Keller. How are you spending your days now that the Golden Eagles are back at home with you? Uh, we're praying that they will be back next year. We're just spending all of our time in the prayer tower, hoping they'll come back. In prayer tower. I've told, I've told you this before, but the funniest thing to me about Oral Roberts is if you go there, you have to take nutrition and you have to hit a certain <laughs> minimum of your steps on your pedometer. Private schools can do whatever they want, and I think that's hilarious. Have you been to, or have you been on the campus or something? I've not been on the campus, but uh, my friend's husband went there, and so that's what? how I get the insider information. Uh, is he Just tells quickly, me they have to learn personal finances and they learn nutrition. It's like part of becoming a member of society before you can graduate. Well, that was my question. Just as a point of information, is this person that you know that went to Oral Roberts a well-adjusted human being? Well, he's my friend, so yes. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, speaking of the uh, NCAA March Madness Tournament, as of this recording, we have two teams that have made it into the Final Four. Baylor is into the Final Four for the first time in 71 years. They beat Arkansas. Houston is into the Final Four for the first time since 1984 with a win over Oregon State. Do you care? Have you been watching the March Madness Tournament at all, Mr. Keller? I have been watching. Our intern sent me some. Oh, like, you want any action? And so, oh, I bet three games. I've won about two hundred dollars off of them, so that feels pretty nice. The last you- game is a. Uh, I got USC at minus two, and I think they won by twenty-five. So over Oregon, yeah. And then I also had Oral Roberts. I think plus fourteen, and they, as we know, lost by two. So I won that bet. And then I think I had a uh, Baylor. I had I had Baylor minus four or something. Anyway, thank you, intern Kirk, for all the action. The best part of that is he sent me he sent me a text. He's like, "Hey, do you want any of this action?" And I placed a couple bets. <laughs> he didn't realize that the the games were the next day, and so he didn't even watch the games. He was playing golf. So <laughs> the best action is when when someone uh, doesn't even know what they're doing. I, I do feel like I need to confess at this particular point. He was like, hey, would you want any action as well? Yeah. And I was like, I am so not watching this tournament. I don't even know who's playing. So I was like, no action, no bet. I wasn't going to watch, but I've watched all three games I bet on. And um, it's it makes it a little bit more exciting since if I can't go to Reno to watch <laughs> basketball, I'm going to bet on it. I think it's 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 been fun to watch. I mean, Baylor... I, I'm excited for Baylor. I'm excited for, in my mind, the little brother of Texas sports is finally spreading his wings. He's grown up. <laughs> he's good at football. He's good at basketball. All these great things. What about the time changes? Like the you, normally it's over the weekend. Now we're like Monday, Tuesday on these yeah. games. It's kind of my equilibrium is yeah. off. It's a little bit wonky to try to find them, but I think once I mean, obviously, once the final four is set, then those are going to be primetime games. And are you going to watch the final four in the championship game? Of course. My boys are really into it. So, yes, we're watching now. Who did you have? You have UConn to win it all? I did in not do brackets Michigan? this year. I didn't. Oh, I, in my, yes, my work work, Michigan is my, I could win 160 bucks. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if Michigan wins. Well, UConn women's basketball team has advanced to their 13th consecutive women's final wow. four. They beat Baylor in overtime on a controversial no call. Uh, D. Joanna Carrington goes up for a jump shot at the last second, and Olivia Nelson Odata uh, apparently hit her in the face. 
And I think this is a shocking story and there's things to break down. I spent about 15 minutes searching the internet and there is no footage of this hit in the face, wow. which makes me think that women's basketball might not be getting the amount of media coverage that it deserves. You look for you, you search for this and you get pictures of the first half. Like, why is this like people are writing stories about it? Does women's basketball have some kind of stronghold on footage? Why is this not available to the public? Well, here's my theory on that. I wasn't even thinking about that. There's so much sports right now. It's like all you can eat. There's the NCAA tournament. There's the NBA. There's NFL free agency. Baseball starts Thursday. And my theory, like everything just gets pushed down and no offense to women's basketball, but on the pecking order, that's just like super low right now. Well, there's articles about it. Why can't they? Every article tags a video or at least a picture to it. I want to know what this no call looked like. I'm going to admit on air right now that I did not watch this game and I didn't Ooh. know what had happened. I'm, so I don't know what to think about all this, but it's a kind of a, it's a good story for UConn. UConn. I mean, when I think women's basketball, I think UConn and I guess also Tennessee. Uh, I don't know who else is perennially, perennially good at women's basketball. Oh, I do remember this. I remember when I was in high school, I went to a ba I went to a basketball camp at Texas tech and I got in an argument with one of the, counselors who was from Lubbock and he was saying Lubbock is a better city than Dallas and I was like <laughs> okay why is that he's like we have the Lady Raiders I was like okay well we have the Cowboys they won three NFL titles this decade he's like well we have the Lady Raiders he's like well we have four professional sports teams in DFW well we have the Lady Raiders <laughs> so I'm still not sure if Lubbock is a better city than Dallas or not but uh, the Lady Raiders are good at basketball all I heard over the last three minutes is that you're a sexist, you didn't watch the women's basketball game, and you don't like the Lady Raiders. That's all I've heard. You're just projecting your own behaviors on me. Uh, last thing about women's basketball, the Baylor coach, Kim Mulkey, I don't know why she decided to interject here, but she did after the game. They lost. She says that the athletes, basketball men and women, should not be tested for COVID in the Final Four. Now, whether you believe in testing, blah, 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 doesn't matter. My point would be, why not? Why not test just because it's there? They got the technology. They'd already been doing it. Why not just test? Why would she even say this? I mean, I don't know why she would come up with this for no reason or like unprovoked because it was unprovoked. No one asked her this question yeah. and she just kind of like let it out there. But her point is it would be a shame to have the final four decided by a COVID positive test. And so, I mean, I get her point that 10 years from now, you'll remember that UConn won or, or didn't win and not because of COVID. So like people are training their entire lives. So, I mean, in the moment she probably felt that. And it's like, I don't want the, the championship game to be decided by a positive test while I agree with that in sentiment. Like you already have the testing protocol in place. You're in a bubble, just finish it. Like do the testing. That's fine. But we're also in an age where you have to censor everything you say. And so she didn't censor what she said. She, I mean, she probably believes that and I agree with it, but I'm fine with the testing. I don't, I, it would be a shame. It would be a shame if the final four, one of the games was like right, no contest. And it's only happened once between two tournament, the two tournaments. Finish the bubble. That's what I say. Finish the bubble. So you say test them no matter what. No, just finish this thing. I mean, we've already gotten this far. Just don't let anybody go out. Finish the bubble. It was an unnecessary comment that she didn't need to make, but 
finish it. All right. Well, you said you want to finish the bubble. I do have a question for you, Larry. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Always. Are you ready for some football? So finally, the CBA um, met, I guess, over a year and a half ago, and they ratified the new collective bargaining agreement for the NFL, and they are going to add a 17th game this season, which is crazy. They haven't changed the the lineup since 1978. Yeah, 1978, they went from – 14 games to 16. So now we're going up to 17. That's the longest stretch they've gone without changing. I don't know. I think it's a lot of football games, but the American public wants to consume football. So all road leads, all roads lead to money. Do you think it's good to have an extra game or is it, you know, I'm sort of ambivalent, but what I always hear about when I hear these stories is what happens to the records, right? I mean, Drew Brees set the record for most touchdowns in a season, now games uh, seasons are longer, so there's more opportunity to pick up more yard passing yards. So all the records get sort of skewed from here on out. Right, and also I get to think about Don Shula's Dolphins are yeah. even more likely to pop exactly. that champagne every year, and we're not going to see an undefeated season. With, with the understanding or further understanding of CTE and the amount of like tax that it puts on everyone's bodies, I think adding more football games is... It's not the best for the players, but they, I mean, I guess for the players, they did vote. They did vote it in. It it barely passed by 60 votes, but the saying make hay while the sun's shining is these guys want to get as much money as they can out of their couple. Cause I think the average career is two and a half seasons or three and a half seasons. So there's not that much to be made out there. So adding an extra game could be the difference in a couple hundred thousand dollars for people. Well, so that's my point. Like we signed a whatever gazillion dollar contract, do you get X? Do you get X amount more because you're playing an extra game? How does that work? That's interesting. I don't know if if the people that already have contracts, yeah, maybe it's. Pro, I think it's prorated over the over the yeah. 17 games. I don't think they're going to all get a bump, but I think moving forward, games or uh, contracts are going to be negotiated based on that. Because I That's feel like they end. only get paid NFL players only get paid during the season. Like they get their first check after game one or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm right. right which is maybe part of the that. reason go broke is because they only get paid for yeah. like four months a year and that has to it's like it being a teacher you don't get paid over the summer i think yeah. teachers can opt into getting paid over the summer i've never been a teacher i've never been the nfl but i think that's how it works hey you're teaching me every week so i think you should take that back well i am part of the teachers union so maybe <laughs> i should look into something i don't know if you're following the 49ers at all but they have a quarterback his name is jimmy garoppolo 49ers in the upcoming draft next month are selecting or were selecting 12th. They decided to alter that. They have moved all the way up to number three, and they have publicly gone on a record as saying they are going to draft a quarterback. So they have a quarterback, Jimmy. They were 12th. They're now third. They're going to get one of the four probably good quarterbacks coming out. Jimmy, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, how do you respond to that, Mr. Keller? I mean, you probably think that, uh, I don't know how old he is, but he's probably in the middle of his career. So if you kind of think of the best case scenario type of situations, he could view himself as the Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, or he could view himself as the Tom Brady to him. Like ideally you would get this quarterback draft a rookie quarterback. And then after three seasons, maybe you're either done with your time there or he gets traded away, but it gives him someone a mentor and it puts his feet to the fire a little bit. So I mean, maybe it doesn't make him comfortable, but like also the Niners are 
making moves to try to make sure ensure that they're going to be successful moving moving forward. I mean, no disrespect to Jimmy, no disrespect, but the dudes missed like 75% of his 49er games over the last three years. They went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Guy seems like he's getting hangnails and missing all the time. No disrespect. He dated a porn star. He's a great guy, but they got to bring in somebody who can play all the time. Good Lord. Oh boy. Sounds like a 49er fan. So they, yeah, they were six and 10 last year. I think the 49ers, <clears throat> this kind of, the, they, they didn't want to be left at the altar is what, what they were saying, <laughs> which I think is funny with the number 12 picks. That's why they uh... traded up. But I think the 49ers are among the team's fans or teams that feel like they have a birthright to be winning every year. And, and I started thinking about it. And I, teams that I think are this way, and I've talked about it before, I think Nebraska fans are probably the number one that like think they deserve it. The uh, <laughs> Texas UT football, the Cowboys, and the 49ers. And it feels like football might be the only sport where people just feel like they – are entitled to winning like not even duke basketball i don't think feels that entitled but uh i'm a lakers fan i feel like we should win every year oh well <laughs> there you go my whole theory has gone out the window <laughs> so when you think of basketball and you think of Oscar the washington Robertson. wizards it's a relatively new franchise do you think of any particular players michael jordan comes to mind for me like the wizards have not been gilbert arenas gilbert arenas john wall but if you if you look up the wizards, if you look up notable wizards on uh, on Google, it'll come up. You'll get Larry Hughes. Oh, and I the love picture him. that's associated with Larry Hughes is him wearing a Knicks jersey, and you oh. get Antoine Jameson wearing a Lakers I love jersey. Antoine. Yeah, I mean they all played for the Wizards, but like I don't know if the Wizards because you think of Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, and you think of people being associated with teams. All that to say, Russell Westbrook has been playing with the Wizards for 38 games, and he just set a record on Monday night by being the franchise's all-time leader in triple-doubles, which is amazing for Westbrook, but also I think is a indictment on the quality of play that the Washington Wizards have had over their uh, tenure with the NBA. How dare you lambast Manute Bull, my favorite Washington player of all time? How dare you? Oh, did you just look that up? No. Okay. I'm a new bull, bro. I mean, I somehow made this story not about Westbrook, but uh, 15 triple doubles in 38 games is crazy. Also, that when you kind of get numbers like that, that means you're t you don't have that many great teammates because you're having to do a lot of work yourself. That's how I view triple doubles. There's no I in team, but there is in win, Andrew. There is in win. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Listen, the only reason we're doing today's show is so that I could bring up an NFT. Any chance I could bring up the non-fungible token, I just love it so much. We've talked about this before. Dapper Labs, they do, uh, they're called NBA Top Shot, where you can basically own a virtual clip of, uh, for now, it's just NBA games. But you own this like tiny, it's like a dunk. You own five seconds of a virtual shot, which is kind of confusing because you don't really own it anyways. But Dapper Labs, they now have $300 million. They've sold 500 million dollars of these virtual clips they have more than eight hundred thousand accounts of these people buying these i met someone over the weekend at a party i know i was in some garage outside and they they've owned like five of them i was like holy cat you own these nba top shots all that to say is the non-fungible tokens are blowing up i don't understand necessarily how you can own uh five seconds of a nba game but somehow you can 
Did this person own them and still owns them, or do they own them and sell them? He he did a kind of a combination. He'd own like five, sold them, made a profit, kind of went in in yeah. So a combination. Yeah, I've done a lot of research on NFTs, and I still can't wrap my head around it. It feels like TikTok to me that maybe I'm too old to understand what the draw of it is. Because when you can watch the same version of the clip anytime you... Well, here's the point. If you want to... I would buy an NFT of that Baylor no-call because that's not on the internet. (laughs) Maybe that's why. Maybe you should find that. Then you could do it. Yeah. I think once they branch out of NBA clips, maybe they could get one from uh, New Jersey Nets star James Harden outside the court at his favorite place. I always have to get my uh, honey bun in there. <laughs> Lil Nas X, who we all know and love, is going to take his horse to the old cabaret. Breaking news, Lil Nas X and his, I guess, marketing company, MSC. HF, which I guess is mischief, did a limited run of 666 shoes that had a reference to Luke 1018, which read, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So basically, Lil Nas X sold 666 pairs of his Satan shoes for a little bit more than a thousand dollars a pair. They sold out in minutes, and Nike is suing them because they did not get permission to use Nike's logo. I don't know whose side I'm going to fall on. I like the ambition of Lil Nas X, but Nike uh, is a juggernaut that's not to be messed with. First of all, I threw this story in just so you'd have to read all that, but you missed the most cru- crucial aspect of the shoes. They have a drop of blood in them. <laughs> all six there's like an actual drop of blood somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if I don't understand NFTs or shoes more because shoes are <laughs> people invest in those and shoes are oh. very expensive. I go for the Nordstrom rack discount shoes and those work out for me. I, love I was Nordstrom. growing up before. I don't know why this was and they're more readily available now. But when I was growing up, I would go to the shoe store and I'd be like, show me what you have in a size 15. They would bring out three or four pairs of shoes. And that was my selection. Because before I would like go through and be like, oh, those are cool. Do you have those in a 15? No. And so shoes are just not something that I'm into. Maybe because I got big, awkward feet. Yeah, it doesn't pay to be a big boy in the 80s. Foot Locker, no. No. What size shoe are you? 12? I'm uh, like 10 and a half. Oh, little foot Olsen. Oh, 10 to little? Come on, man. I mean, compared to 15. I'm only 5'10". Come on. Well, this has been Sports Best. Let's go buy some shoes this weekend. Give me a call. We can coordinate. I'm Andrew for Larry saying thanks for stopping by.